0: How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined once again by Ben Gorwitz today on Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. Ben, how about our Hawks, man? What's up? Game four dub. Let's go, bro. I mean, I cannot believe our Hawks pulled this one out so about guess it was probably what like 20 30 minutes before game time trey young gets ruled out for the game i mean i thought the hawks had absolutely no chance once he was ruled out i was just hoping that our home crowd could rally us and get him going i mean ben how did we do it
1: um i i texted a white flag emoji to to some people so hand up on that i doubted the hawks um i also didn't see the future in Giannis getting hurt but honestly Now, we were just talking about this right before we started. Like, I haven't watched a bunch of, like, national media TV today, and I'm sure more people are talking about the injury to Giannis uh, than the actual game itself, which I understand. But I I have a feeling people are not going to be mentioning that the Hawks were winning that game. The Hawks went up, like, 12-2 or 12-4 to start the game. They were up big. Mm-hmm. Um, they stayed They stayed up. I mean, the Bucs, you know, they made a comeback little by little, uh, started to get a little closer. Uh, the Bucs even took a lead, I think, at some point before halftime. But, like, the Hawks were in control for most of that entire game. And then when Giannis eventually got hurt, um, it kind of opened the floodgates for the Hawks. They made a lot of shots. Bogey is clearly back. Lou Williams stepped into his first career playoff start. They played outstanding. Uh, really, everyone played great, to be honest with you. So, max team effort. They needed that. There's there's not one guy that's going to fill the void for Trey. You can't just fill in for a star just that easily. So, it's got to be a team effort. That's exactly what we got.
0: Yep. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, it was a team effort for sure. Um guess first I'll start out again with Giannis's injury just kind of so we can go and get that out of the way look I absolutely hated seeing it Atlanta we were the class of the league if it was Philadelphia or New York they'd have been cheering when Giannis got hurt you know all the fans were cheering for him when he got up and kind of got off the court and everything they were definitely you know kind to Giannis and everything which is what you want you know we're we're Atlanta we're good fans we're not scumbags like New York and Philadelphia but you know seeing Giannis go down it definitely sucks for the Bucs but you know everybody's got injuries in the playoffs, you know, like the Hawks have injuries. The, I mean, the the Clippers, yeah. The Clippers don't have Kawhi Leonard, you know, um, now they don't have Giannis. I mean, every single team has injuries except for Phoenix. I mean, that's why they got to seize the deal, which we'll talk about here later. But you know, it's it's tough to keep your guys healthy, and that's just a fact how it happens in basketball. I really think a biggest thing is just how much the game is translated, you know. Everybody has to play hard the entire game. You know, in those other games, there's a lot of slow basketball throwing in the low post. You I mean you didn't see guys like Shaq hitting Euro steps. I mean, that's how Embiid got hurt was doing a Euro step on the perimeter against the Wizards, you know. So I think that's just another part of how the games change. That's why you got to be a deep team like Atlanta is. Now, Atlanta, we didn't back down, man. You know, Lou Williams at a plus 26 plus minus. Um, I mean, Lou Will was Lumen, was lemon pepper Lou. Sorry, he had a plus 15 plus minus. That was John Collins <laughs> dude, plus 26. But still, lemon pepper Lou was cooking in the kitchen, throwing some extra spice on his wings. I mean, the entire team didn't back down, and they fed off the crowd. That was the greatest Atlanta crowd I think that I've ever seen to any sporting event we've ever had. I mean, they were going berserk when Giannis was shooting those free throws. I mean, he was airballing free throws. He was playing terrible before he got hurt, and a lot of that I think was the crowd. Our crowd was going absolutely crazy. Um and the entire team, though, stepped up, you know. Uh, Capella was amazing. I still don't know how he hit that shot over the backboard. Lou Will, like we said. And then Bogey and Herter as well were bombing threes. But you got to love seeing the bench effort. We got out the Cam Reddish. That's what you need from the Hawks. I mean, shit, if we had that kind of bench effort in game three, we'd be up 3-1 right now.
1: The the crowd is was just so loud. Uh, you know, my older brother, Zach, was at the game. Obviously, you know, Zach, shout out yeah. Stuart Asher. Um I you know, I got a text from him saying this place is buzzing and it sounded like it on TV. They were going nuts. And just a quick update: we do have an update on Giannis from Zach Lowe and from Woge, both from ESPN. Uh well, Zach Lowe, I don't think it's from ESPN, but Woj's. Uh, no structural damage to Giannis' left knee. Uh, ligaments are sound, timetable return to return is unclear. So obviously good news on Giannis with no structural damage and that his ligaments look good. Um, You know, you never want to see an injury go down to anyone, especially a star player in the league like himself. So glad that there's nothing, you know, but if he can't return, this is a different series. Now you mentioned and you brought up a good point, how deep the Hawks are, especially playing uh, Cam Reddish now, who's a terrific defender. And then at this point, since he hasn't really played significant minutes other than last night, since February, his offense, you kind of just take what you get with him and hope he can get a couple points for you. He had some nice threes last night, and his defense was tremendous. So, um, you know, I think Atlanta's really happy to see Cam Reddish back. Hopefully, he can keep this going. You mentioned the the Hawks were deep, but the Bucks are pretty deep as well, right? So, the Bucks now star player, if Giannis is not going to start game five, is Chris Middleton. Mm-hmm. He's an all, he's a printed all-star. He, he's, he's a very good basketball player. And that's also why they brought in drew holiday. Who's also been an all-star in, uh, in his career. Um, I don't know how many times I'm sure he's been at least once or twice. If I had to guess though, um, yeah, totally he, you know, good defender. He can make sh- he can make shots. Like the bucks have enough to still win this series against the Hawks. It just goes back to what I said. It's going to take a max effort from the team. You're not going to um, uh, fill in Giannis' shoes with one guy. Now, they have enough scores on their team, so they kind of need to figure out how to – they need to team rebound a lot better. They need to play team defense. But you know what? I don't think this is – I'm not saying this is a blessing in disguise. I think that's the wrong term to use. But I don't think this is as big of a blow to the Bucks as people might think. And I say that because now they have a chance to play real basketball. And what I mean by that is they can move the ball as much as they want. Now they can run plays with Giannis. You're, you're a little limited on offense because you want him to have the ball on his hands as much as often as possible. But every time he has the ball in his hands, it's one-on-one basketball until he passes out of a shot. Right. Mm -hmm. So now you have guys that can literally drive and kick, or you can just swing it around the perimeter in the post. So, you know, uh, this isn't a situation with, with Giannis out that, the Hawks fans should be like, wow, this is our series. Like the Hawks are still underdogs and they should be. And you still have to go take this series because it's not going to be handed to you. The Bucs are good enough to get through this series without Giannis. I don't think they're good enough to win a championship uh, if they play the Suns without Giannis, but to get through this series, I do think the Bucs can do it without Giannis because I think they can get back to what I like to call real basketball instead of just isolation ball.
0: No, I agree with you completely on that. Um, the Bucks definitely can. Obviously, not having DeConchinso sucks, you know. Yeah, but it's another they lost. Yeah, but I mean, it's Dante DeConchinso. I mean, like we said, everybody's got injuries they're dealing with right now. The Bucks were six and five in the regular season without Giannis, which isn't terrible. Um, this Bucks team is not dead in the water at all, though. Obviously, you know, they weren't going to bounce back to that game. They're already down by 15 and seeing your best player get injured like that. I mean, it's completely deflating, you know, basically like you just said, Ben. Um, I agree with you completely. I don't think Milwaukee's dead in the water at all. Um, we still got a series on our hands, man. I mean, I guess now the real question is, would you play Trey Young in game six and, and game seven? Like, what's your plan here with Trey Young? I'll just address this real quickly. Be honest with you, Ben. I think you got to kind of do like the Nets did with James Harden, you know, get him out there in game si- in game six here or game five, try to win that game, you know, because then you go back to Atlanta and you can close them out role players going to play better at home, you like your chances with playing Trey Young in game five and getting that done and then going back to the house just having to get them done once at the house. Now you go on the road, you lose that game, you come back home and you got your back against the wall. And then you have pressure and everything. See the, the role players played better last night because we thought we, we, had nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Everybody expected us to go down three, one. So we had nothing to lose. And I mean, that's honestly kind of how we played. We just came out firing and giving them all we had and ended up working. You know, I feel like we got to go into Milwaukee or play Trey young. I mean, you can look at it and say, we can rest him, you know, and see, I don't, I, I just don't want to play that game with our backs against the wall. I would rather come in here, get the win and go back home home and handle business I firmly think if we can win game five Milwaukee will handle business in game six I mean if we don't it's gonna be a tough game in Milwaukee I'm gonna say that I don't think we're gonna go in there win by any means but it's we still got a series on what would you do
1: yeah I don't I don't really understand the question if Trey Young is healthy enough to play I think you will 100% him, and I don't think you even second question that Uh, I don't think you doubt that if you're if someone on your team is able to play Physically, you play him. Like, I, I don't understand. It's the playoffs. Like, you don't get rest time. I'm sorry. You want rest time, be bad in the regular season. You get to go on vacation early. At this point in the season, if you are healthy enough to play, you play. It's that simple. It's it's that simple. They, The medical staff and Trey Young didn't feel like he could play last game. So they sat him out. That's fine. But if he's able to play, if doctors clear him, if he feels good enough to play, mm-hmm. then you play. And I don't care if you play and you're not 100%, you play. Because, I mean, th- th- this, that's what you do. Like, have all if you can play through something, you do it. And if you have to have a cleanup off-season surgery, I'm sorry. that That's the right you go. Like, as a star player in sports, you, you don't sit out. That's just the way it is. So, if Trey Young is cleared by doctors and he feels good to go, No question, he should play. If he's not cleared by doctors, but he feels good, you know that's that's the decision that the coach has to make. Usually, they usually coaches let the medical staff make the decision. So that'll be a little awkward. But listen, it's it's the medical staff. It's Trey Young. If if both of them, if they get cleared, if he gets cleared, he's good to go. You play him. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, I mean. No, I I agree with you on that. I think you got to throw them in there and play them. I just don't think you rest them here. There's too much on the line, you know. Like like I was talking with my dad on the phone yesterday, you can look at it and say, "Wow, we overachieved with a lot of injuries. We'll probably be back here again." But at the same time it's pretty damn hard to get exactly it's pretty damn hard to get back here in any kind of sport i mean we've seen it happen so many times you don't know when your next opportunity is going to be i mean think about how lucky we've gotten next year brooklyn could have their whole big three healthy and they'll run through the east you know like lebron ad could easily acquire a third star you don't know what the league's landscape is going to look like next year this is our time and our chance here and now we have to go ahead and seize the opportunity we got to chase after it um
1: and listen, I, I understand like the whole overachieve argument. I've been saying that as well, because it's true, but it was true when the series was zero, zero. And if the series was, let's just say 3-0 Milwaukee at this point, like if the series was over and Milwaukee was going to win. Yeah. It, it would be disappointing, but the Hawks overachieve. they are now in a position they're in the same position as the Milwaukee bucks to advance the uh, NBA finals. They both need two wins. So the overachieve argument or statement is irrelevant to me at this point. At this point, you're two wins away, and your opponent is two wins away. The overachieve can wait till after the season. It is win-now mode. And if your season ends, if Milwaukee wins uh, game five, game six, and they win the series 4-2, then guess what? You tip your hat to the Hawks, you thank them for a great season, and you say this team uh, performed – a lot better than anyone who has an opinion on basketball ever thought they would have. And that's it. You move on to next season, you move on to your off season. But at this point right now, I don't want to talk about overachieving because right now they're in the same spot as the Milwaukee Bucks to go to the NBA finals. That's two wins away.
0: Yep. I'm completely with you on that one, Ben. I mean, Either way, we're satisfied with what our Hawks did. Obviously, n- neither of us being massive Hawks fans saw is happening, but we got to seize our opportunity now. You don't know when this opportunity is going to come again. You know, like, honestly, I didn't even think I would see Atlanta in another conference finals after we saw him back in 20, I believe it was 15 or 16. So just feels good to see us back here once again, but. I mean, we got, we really do have a chance here. Let's talk about the other series now that feels a lot similar to this, and that is the Suns versus the Clippers. So, to be honest with you guys, I was kind of trying to put off this podcast to see things play out a little bit more. And I really didn't think that we were going to see a game six between the Suns and the Clippers, but here we are as they go back to the Staples Center now, a Clippers Staples Center at that. Um, A series has been crazy, Ben, to begin with. I mean, we've seen Paul George choke. Then we saw Paul George be the hero with 30 points in the second half last game. Um, Yeah. the, The biggest thing I want to say is when the Clippers picked up Reggie Jackson last year, I thought it was a massive pickup. I mean, right now, if you told me to name my top, seven eight point guards in the league it'd be tough for me not to put reggie jackson's name in that category i mean reggie jackson is playing absolutely out of his mind here this clippers team though it's different you know like we have the lob city clippers that kind of felt entitled but you never knew they're gonna be that good but this clippers team is scrappy they're a completely different animal you know they do it with the role players they get down and they play dirty but i think the biggest thing was you know once we saw Zubots go down I think the Clippers realized, oh, wait, we can do the exact same thing that we used against uh, Rudy Gobert to win this game. And, you know, that's what they've been trying to do again is use the exact same method that they used last time to beat them. And it's been working very well, you know, like this, they pulled out last game. I mean, Aiden wasn't a huge factor. Aiden didn't dominate him inside. They kind of pulled him away from the basket and kept him off the boards. I mean, he only had 10 rebounds last game or 11 rebounds last game, which I mean, is not great considering the fact that you're not playing against a center each to have 15 plus, but I like this Clippers game plan. I really feel like Tyron Lue just knows who's going to have the big night off the bench. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like every single time he throws in there, Kennard, every single time he throws in there, Beverly, every single time he throws in there, anybody, it feels like he picks who's going to have the big night.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, especially with the role players, the Clippers, they've, they've played great. Morris is hitting shots. Beverly's playing great defense. Uh, Kennard is hitting shots. And Paul George has really come to play. Um, if you had one big headline, for game six what do you think it would be
0: um like like what do i think like like do you think it would
1: would your headline be more towards the clippers the suns or just like an overall game
0: because i got one my headline would be is chris paul going to blow it so
1: similar to that but but not quite as harsh okay um this is the biggest moment Chris Paul's ever had in his NBA career. I agree. This, this is a legacy game. If he – and listen, they can win game seven even if – because they're also going back home to Phoenix if it goes to a game seven. Um, if Chris Paul is a part of another blown lead – um, I, I think, listen, he's a Hall of Famer either way. That doesn't matter. I'm not debating that. Uh, he drops on people's lists for all-time point guards.
0: He should retire, he, honestly, if he blows this lead.
1: At this point, it's just you are who you are. This is who you are, and I hate saying that. From people that know me, Chris Paul is in my three favorite players of all time. He's probably my third favorite player of all time. Okay. Maybe second. My three are my Clay Thompson's my all-time favorite, as you know. Um, and then my next two are Chris Paul and Steve Nash. Th- those are my three favorite players that I've ever watched all time. I-, I will love Chris Paul until the day he retires, until the day I can't watch him anymore. But I don't I, I won't have words if the Suns don't win this series after going up 3-1 again. I won't. So I don't think they want to go back home, even though they will play confident at home. I think Chris Paul, you're going to see his leadership take over the most in game six tonight. You're going to see Chris Paul be the most vocal player on the court, talking to his teammates after every possession, after every timeout. And if I was, uh, is this game on ESPN or TNT?
0: ESPN. Yeah. You know?
1: ESPN, I would, you have perfect content if he, if he wants to do it, I would wire Chris Paul up. If he's wired up, you would learn so much information about leadership and about just basketball just from him, and I think it's going to happen tonight. And that's why I'm, I'm picking the Suns to win. Okay. And I think Chris Paul has one of those games. I think he's going to have a second quarter and a fourth quarter, one of those, or if not both where he closes it out. And I'm not saying the game's going to be over at halftime. I'm saying where he goes on one of those Chris Paul runs where he scores six points, eight points in a row, or maybe he's got the last 12 points he's scored or assisted on. He's going to have a game because I think he knows how big of a moment this is for his career to finally get it done, and he's not going to want to squander it another time because it's happened a little too often for him. Uh, It's a really good thing that him and Doc Rivers aren't coaching players because that would be a disaster in terms of closing (laughs) things out. Chris Paul gets it done tonight. I'm not saying he's going to be the best player. or uh, I'm sorry. I'm not saying he's going to be the lead scorer for the Suns. He will be their best player tonight in a victory.
0: I'm actually going to go – I'm going to play devil's advocate here. To be honest with you, Ben, I have no freaking idea what's going to happen in this game. (laughs) I thought I had an idea so many different times it was going to happen this series. I thought the Clippers would even it up 2-2. I figured we'd go 7 and they'd win at the house. The Clippers winning game five. I was like, all right, I have no clue what the hell is going on in this series. I will say this though. If Chris Paul loses tonight and loses the series, he should retire from basketball. This is the best chance he's ever going to have his entire career. There's just no point in him going on. Knowing Chris Paul, he will not retire, though. Obviously, if this happens, he'll try to figure out a way to get back. But if you're Phoenix, you have to look at it as Giannis is down now. Trey Young has an injury. Let's go ahead and get this over with and handle our business tonight. I personally think, though, if you've held a gun to my head, I would take the Clippers here. I think the Clippers' defense will come to play at the house. I think they'll get a little boost from the cr- home crowd. I mean, last game was an absolute rock fight in the fourth quarter. That is my bet on the game is the under, not like a crazy bet, but I'm taking the under tonight in the game. But I really just think this game is going to be a defensive game. I think they're going to battle it out in the trenches here, and we're going to watch a- another classic basketball game. I don't think either team's going to blow either team out. Chris Paul, though, like you said, will have his chance at redemption. And wouldn't it be crazy if Chris Paul wins this game? Because, you know, LAC, the Clippers, is kind of where that he's played. I would say where Chris Paul, whenever I think of Chris Paul, I will always think of him as a Clipper unless he wins the championship, of course, you know what I mean, with the Suns. And he'd always be considered a Suns all-time great. But the Clippers is where that Chris Paul will always be considered Chris Paul at. And I just feel like that he had, you know, him getting revenge on his home floor where he came up short so many times, it's the perfect story. And, you know, sports a lot of times gives us the perfect story. So, I think Chris Paul should get it done there tonight, but they're not going to lay down. Reggie Jackson, Paul George are going to come to play. Like you said, Morris. You know, this Clippers team led the NBA in three-pointers made, and that's really proven to be the thing. You know, without Kawhi on there, they said, okay, we can just pop threes. I mean, Luke Kennard comes in and hits. He makes four shots in the game, but it's four three-pointers, you know, which is huge. So it's going to be one hell of a game. I can't wait to watch how it plays out. Gun to my head, Clippers tonight, but I have no idea what's going to happen.
1: The Charles Barkley, I don't have a guarantee button. (laughs) <laughs> I did. Chris Paul Suns. Victory. And you know what? Like, I get that the Suns technically don't have a star player out right now. Mm-hmm. But Chris Paul needs all the rest he can get. He he's what is he thirty how old is Adina? 34? Yeah, he, Dina Thirty-four?
0: Yeah, he's no, he's I think he's thirty-five. He's up. Thirty five, whatever he
1: whatever he is. Um, he can use all the rest he can get. I know that the team around him is young, 36, um, he's 36 and he's had hamstring problems, which listen, hamstring problems. I don't, I, I'm a believer that hamstring problems just never go away unless I guess if you're a professional athlete, it's a little different cause you're getting professional treatment 24 seven. Um, but hamstring injuries can always come back. So the more crisp, the more rest Chris Paul can get, the better it is for the Suns. um, now, obviously, the longer Giannis or Trey or uh, or you know Trey Young get to rest, that's obviously more beneficial for the Hawks and Bucks themselves. But um, it's going to be interesting to find out. Just coming back to that series real quick, how long Giannis is going to be out, um, folks. You you need to remember that Giannis does not care about a life. Like he he's I think he's married or has a girlfriend. He's got a child. He, It's his life is family and it's basketball. Uh, I think he has a quote one time. He's like, I'm not in the NBA to make friends. Like he, he's not in it for the, for the glamor. Like he is literally the definition of a guy that has a Mamba mentality. He's going to do everything he can. I wouldn't be surprised to see him warming up next game. I don't think he's going to play, but it wouldn't shock me if he tries to play. And then the medical staff just like, dude, sit sit down like you're not playing but like that's what I'm saying like I I just wouldn't be shocked
0: no I agree with you completely on that one I think we could see Giannis definitely try to give it a go next game see my thing is though Giannis's game is not shooting you know it's all speed and quickness and his ability to get to the hole that's not going to work well with the injury
1: no it is not but he's definitely the type of guy that's going to give his teammates everything he's got
0: absolutely he's going to leave every last bit of it on the court. So you can definitely count on Giannis for that. And that's one thing that I always applaud him for too, is, you know, Giannis is always going to give you an all in max effort. Should be
1: a great, I mean, listen, these two series should be great to finish out, whether we have one more in the suns or two more. Um, and then whether we have two more or three more in the, in the Hawks and Bucks, it, the NBA playoffs have been fantastic, even though there's been a lot of star players being injured. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want to delay this any further. I don't know if that has to do with the shorter offseason. I have no idea. I mean, injuries happen. It, it's just tough to see this many star players go down. Um, but like I said, it's it's positive news for Giannis that nothing structurally is wrong. Um, same for Trey Young. Nothing was structurally wrong in his ankle. It's just a, it's, I don't want to say it's just a bone bruise, but it is just a bone bruise. Um, Chris Paul's back, and then obviously Kawhi, uh, he might be on the short end of the bus. He, he might have something torn. They haven't really released that information, but um, I'm really excited to see how these two series end.
0: I am too, Ben. It's going to be fun to see how everything plays out. It's always fun to see what dra- how drama ends up happening in the NBA and whatnot. Uh, any last words for you before we get up out of here? Go Hawks. Hey, let's go Hawks, guys. Let's continue to ride the wave.